Amen. Well, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord on a Monday night. Amen. Good to be able to feel the good presence of the Lord, the touch of God upon this place tonight. It's always good to come to Hot Springs. And um, thank God you can get a blessing just in the prayer meeting at Hot Springs. Amen. Aren't you glad to be a part of a church that's alive? Amen. It's a testimony to your desire to get behind the good leadership of this church. And I give double honor tonight to your good pastor, their entire family. Amen. I say ditto. Hallelujah. I say ditto to everything that, uh, that he said here tonight. I feel uh, the same way about them, their family, and they, they don't realize how much of a blessing that they have been to us over the years, and uh, not just in ministry, but just in friendship. And uh, we love them all very, very much. The moats mean a lot to us, and um, they truly are the kind of people you can ride the river with, as he stated. And uh, don't let the devil put any wedge between you and your pastor. Amen. You ever feel, feel that wedge trying to creep in? And the devil will always try to point something out. Always. When you start feeling that, you just dismiss that, rebuke that devil. Say, no. You, you're not going to mess up what me and the Lord's got going. Amen. We're going to stay. We're going to stay right. Amen. Amen. Somebody coined the phrase one time and I believe it. It said you can't be right with the master and be wrong with your pastor. Amen. Amen. And uh, that's right. A little bit weaker right there. Praise God. But that's the truth. That is the truth. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, don't, don't let the enemy try to trick you up. Trip you up. Amen. You know, this church's in a building program right now. And uh, I've heard the stories of churches that go through splits and all kinds of crazy stuff when they're in a building program. You know, it's, it's nothing but just the old enemy trying to hinder progress, trying to discomfort what God's trying to do. But that's not going to happen around Calvary because we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for what I feel in this church tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thankful for my wife, my children. Glad they're with us tonight. Amen. Are y'all full of turkey yet? Amen. Did y'all eat turkey yesterday around here? Did y'all have a party last night? Was that last Sunday? Oh, well, good. I'm, I'm going to be in good shape tonight. Praise God. Amen. Now, I might preach a little fast because Brother Darren Moats cooked tonight. And uh, he told me what's on the menu. And I'm, I'm going to try to hasten so I can get to that. Praise God. Amen. Acts chapter number three tonight. Acts chapter number three. Love Brother Darren Moats and his good wife. Amen. 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 
Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1 tonight. Now Peter and John went up together. Everybody say together. And to the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour and a certain man. Lame from his mother's womb was carried. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple ask an alms and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said look on us and he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them then Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have you got something tonight if you got the Holy Ghost such as I have give I thee in the name Somebody shout Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. By the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach from this subject, getting beyond the gate called beautiful. Getting beyond the gate called beautiful. Amen. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as we're seated tonight. As we enter into the book of Acts tonight, we find that the early church was not a weak church. It was not a reserved church. and It was not a quiet church. But the book of Acts church was a lot like Calvary. It was a church that walked in the power of the Holy Ghost. It was a church that believed in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. It was a church that believed in lifting up the name of the one true living God. It was a church that believed you could cast the devil out. It was a church that believed in repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus and the infilling of the Holy Ghost talking with other tongues. It was a one God church. (laughs) It was a church that walked in that authority and power And that was demonstrated in this third chapter that we just read from tonight. And uh, I want to look just a little bit more closely to this story tonight. There are three individuals that are in particular mentioned in this text tonight. Peter and John and then an unnamed man who is simply identified as the lame man. The contrast of the first two verses of this text are astounding tonight. There are two men that are on their way to the temple to pray while one is being carried to the gate to beg as a cripple. Praise God. These men are going to the same place. The house of God is where their help is found. The correlation between the house of God and the house of prayer is a powerful one tonight. Even Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And these of the three men, of two of them, it was their custom to go there and pray every day. It was their custom to go up to the house of the Lord and meet with God there. 
But of the three of them, one was carried as a cripple and was unable to go inside the house and was left at the gate of the temple. It's amazing how that people can come to the same location but leave very differently than one another. Some people can come to the same church for years and never grow or develop their walk with God. I don't know about you, but for me personally, if I don't feel any kind of growth in myself, I begin to get nervous and concerned. I believe that a constant state of status quo leads to stagnation and backsliding. That's why you need to come to this church and pray. That's why you need to get a hold of a walk with God. That's why you need to pray and say, Lord, help me to be everything I need to be. Oh, come on. Let's give God praise right now. Man, even a slight step forward tonight is better than going backwards and no progress at all. Peter and John are full of the Holy Ghost, the Bible said. But even they know that to maintain that, they got to keep praying. They full of the Holy Ghost. They could have said, we're going to take today off. But no, they said, we're still going to go pray today. They know that they've got to walk with Jesus And they've got to pray. So they're walking of their own accord down to the house of prayer. And they come upon this other man while they are making their way to the house of God for prayer. And this third man tonight, what a contrast it truly is when we look at the third man in this scripture tonight. We don't have a name for him but rather his identity is founded upon what he has been all his life. A certain man, everybody say a certain man. What I've always understood is when the Bible says a certain man, it was not parabolic teaching, but it was a clarification that it was a real individual. We know that this was a real man. It was a certain man that was lame from his mother's womb. Acts 4 and 22 verifies that he had been in this state for over 40 years. There is a real possibility, and this is staggering to me, to consider, but it's a real possibility that Jesus Christ probably walked right by this man on his way into the temple. It's amazing that there was nothing in that man that stirred the heart of the Lord enough to cause the Lord to stop and pray for him that day. We don't know how many times that Jesus may have walked by him. But the timing of it all, you do your own research, it's a very real possibility that the Lord walked right by him. I want you to notice with me here this evening where he was carried. It's identified as the beautiful gate of the temple. Amen. This man being identified as a handicap. Every day he was carried by people to a gate that's called beautiful. Amen. What a thought today. Hallelujah. That that this man was content to be carried and set outside of the place where he should have been able to go and worship and magnify the Lord. 
he was carried to beg at a gate that the Bible said, I believe Brother Moats quoted it at the beginning of service, to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. But this man was carried to the gate and sat and begged. And that man is like so many in our day and age that we are living in tonight. Amen. This man was lacking identity. He was lacking purpose in his life. This man was begging for help. He lacked self-worth in his life. And that man was sitting at the gate. He lacked strength in his life. Amen. I want to tell you tonight, that's where most of the population is tonight. They're content to sit and beg. But that's not the will of God tonight. That's not the will of God tonight. God's got more for you tonight. Apparently this man had grown content to sit and beg. This man had grown content with his plight. He had grown content enough that he just expected people to have mercy on him for the rest of his existence. And this contentment was not the godly sort of contentment that Paul talked about. This contentment did not breed godliness, but this contentment, uh, this contentment was being content with the wrong thing in his life. I want to tell somebody in this room uh, that you've grown content with the wrong things in your life. Uh, Somebody better hear me tonight in the Holy Ghost. Uh, Amen. It's dangerous to get content with affliction in your life. Uh, It's dangerous to get content uh, with status quo in your life. Uh, It's dangerous to get content uh, with lack of self-worth. God tonight uh, is wanting to touch you uh, and raise you up if you'll let him. Oh, come on, somebody. God wants to pick you up tonight. God wants to give you meaning tonight. Come on, everybody, give God praise. Let's lift our hands again to the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us here tonight. Come on, pray for just a moment. Come on, it's time to get discontented with your condition. Come on, my brother. Come on, my sister. Uh, You sat at the gate called beautiful way too long. Uh, You sat there way too long. It's where so many are in the world tonight. Sitting at a gate in bondage when they could be free and whole and praising God on the inside. You know what's disturbing to me is the fact that you can come to church and you can still be sitting at the gate. You can come to services like Calvary has and still be sitting at the gate. You can get so accustomed to the noise of worship and prayer around you that you take it for granted and you're bound in your spirit and in your mind. That is not the will of God tonight. It's time to get stirred in your spirit. It's time to get tired of sitting at the gate. Oh, come on, we're about to go somewhere in the Holy Ghost. Come on, brother. It's God's will for you to rise up. 
Hallelujah. Peter and John approach the lame man. And he sees them and goes through his normal way of doing things. Oh, it's just Monday night. We're just going to have a little Monday night church because Thanksgiving's this week. And we're going to try to get her done and move on with the week and enjoy the week. And, uh, oh, but, brother, you got a need in your life. you got a need in your life. And that, that lame man, he, he looked and he saw those men coming. And he just thought, I'm just going to do what I've always done. Just going to shake my little cup, jingle it around a little bit, and hope somebody have pity on me. Hope somebody have a little mercy on me today. Hope somebody will help my plight, help my situation. Oh, my Lord. But I'm telling you, God wants to do more than put a couple nickels in your cup. God wants to do more than just have you go through the motions. God wants to change your life. Bible tells us that they look at this lame man and they say something unique to him. They say to him, look on us. In other words, it's time for you to change your focus. It's time for you to get your mind off of all of the abuse that you've been through and all of the heartache that you've endured. Look on us. There's something there's something better for you. There's something greater for you. There's a change that's available to you. Look on us. It was a means of gaining that man's attention. Sometimes our heart has to be realigned. Sometimes we've got to change our position so we can change where we're at in life. Hallelujah. The scripture says that these men of God fastened their eyes upon him. Think of that. This man that Jesus Christ passed by, no telling how many times, because he was distracted. He was not focused on wanting a healing. But something, something inside of that man moved the spirit of God inside Peter and John enough for them to say, look on us. They fastened their eyes upon this man. And to me, that speaks of divine appointment. You thought you were just going to come to Monday night service. But there's a divine appointment in this building tonight. There's a divine appointment in this house tonight. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible said he gave heed unto them. Expecting to receive something of them. This man looks upon them with obedience and I believe some semblance of faith. Something was a little bit different in this man that day. Something was shifting in this man's spirit that day. 
But I do think that there was a battle that was going on. You wonder why that the preacher screams and yells sometimes. You wonder why he spits and hollers like he does and jumps around like he does sometimes. But it seems that there's a battle every time we come to church sometimes. Listen to me. Listen to me. It seems like there's a battle for your attention. Because while you sit on these pews, there's something out there that's pulling on you and wants to keep you sitting at the gate crippled. But the Lord said, look on us. It's time to get your eyes off your struggle. Get your eyes off your trouble and look to the Lord. There was a battle going on. He was still expecting the status quo. Just a little alms, just enough to get me by. But still lame. Still crippled. Still at the gate. I want to preach to that here tonight. Amen. I want to preach to somebody that's grown content with your crippledness. That's grown content with your debilitation. That's grown content with what you're dealing with. I'm telling you tonight, God says it's time to get up from that. It's time to rise up. God wants to take you beyond the gate called beautiful. to take you beyond the gate tonight into a new level. The response of Peter was powerful. He said, silver and gold have I none. This is why I believe there was some kind of faith working in this man. You know, God don't need a lot of faith. To move for you. Bible said faith the size of a grain of mustard seed. Somebody said that that ain't even a whole mustard seed. Just a, just a flake off of it. I don't know about that, but I'll take it. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord said the grain of a mustard seed. He said that'll move a mountain out of the way. So God don't need a whole lot of faith tonight. You, you, you may feel like, well, I, I don't have the faith of some of these are hooping and hollering tonight. You don't have to have the same faith they've got. But if you'll just muster a little bit out of your spirit, God can get you beyond the gate. Oh, come on, somebody. God can get you beyond the gate. Woo! Uh, I do. I believe there was a semblance of faith that was working in the lame man because when they said silver and gold, have I none? He didn't say next. He didn't say forget y'all. There's other folks behind you. Have a nice day. Happy Thanksgiving. No, he didn't do that. He kept looking. There was something in his spirit that leapt. Oh, my God. There was... You know, before you can leap physically, something needs to leap in your faith. Before you can rise physically, something's got to rise inside of your spirit. Oh, that's right tonight. Something's got to click in your heart just like it did with this man. Something's got to say, I don't have to stay like this. I don't have to keep being the way that I am. 
I don't have to, listen to me. I don't have to keep putting up with that mess. I don't have to keep putting up with the mouth of the lying devil. I don't have to keep putting up with trash out of the devil. Oh, I wish somebody would shout with me right now. Somebody's getting ready to come up out of the gate. Somebody's getting ready to rise up. I wish two or three of you brothers had run that aisle. Somebody's going to rise. Somebody's going to walk. Somebody's going to rise. Oh, there's a change coming. There's a change coming. somebody by the hand and just pull them and say come on out of that gate come on out of that gate come on out come out of that gate Woo! we going somewhere in the Holy Ghost this house for somebody there's a healing in this house for somebody there's a miracle yeah 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 come on I got some more to say but I don't have to say it I'm telling you when they took him by the right hand the Bible said his feet and ankle bones received strength they took him and pulled him up and he rose and walked I'm telling you there's a miracle in the house somebody's gonna get up and walk out of the gate yes sister obey the Holy Ghost obey the Holy Ghost Obey the Holy God. My change is here. My help is here. I'm coming out of this gate. I'm coming out of this gate. He cut out I'm coming out of the gate called beautiful. I'm going to the house of the Lord. I'm going to the house of plenty. I'm not going to be satisfied with a couple of nickels. I'm just going to walk into a blessing. get somebody else by the hand and tell them come on out of that gate come on out of that gate pull them out in the aisle come out of that gate come out of that trouble come out of that tribe